This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Settling in a new city can raise lots of questions. How does the bus service work? Can I join the local library? Where do I go to get advice on renting a home? Over the next half hour, the team from Citizens Advice Bureau bring you all the latest news and information of special interest to new migrants settling in Dunedin. Welcome to Resettling in Aotearoa with Citizens Advice Bureau. Uh, no mai, haere mai, kia ora, anoa, welcome back to our monthly Resettling in Aotearoa show on the Tago Access Radio. Ko Anna Tukuingoa, I'm Anna, the manager at Citizens Advice Bureau here in Aotearoa, Dunedin. Our guest today is Craig Basher, the National Technical Manager at Vehicle Testing New Zealand, VTNZ. Kia ora, Craig. Thank you for zooming in today to talk through the car licensing system here in Aotearoa. So those who are new to New Zealand or are starting their car license journey will understand better how it all works and what to expect. Kia ora, Anna. Thank you for having me. Hopefully, um, hopefully it will so, be very helpful for your, for your listeners. Yeah, I, I'm sure it will be. Uh, so firstly, I just thought we'd just quickly tell people what does your license verify about you and what, what is the information on it? So, so your license is a photo ID. It's got your uh, your name and your and your, your first name and surname. It's got your date of birth. It uh, tells you what licenses you currently hold, um, and it gives you the expiry date of, of those licenses. And it's the most commonly used form of ID in New Zealand, the driver's yep. license. And it also you can also just quickly touch on you can choose to be a donor or not, can't you? You can, you can, and that's and that's uh, it, it's called donor status, and that's on the front of the license. Yeah, and that's purely up to you whether to choose to do that or not. Yeah, and that means that um, that that in the case of an accident, you may uh, you may be a donor for for organs, kidneys, lungs, that sort of thing. Yeah, and the other thing is you can. The only other thing I was thinking there is you can choose to have your address printed or not. That again is a choice, isn't you, it? You can, and and in fact, on my license, I don't have my address printed. No, neither do I. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so the, so um, in New Zealand, there's three stages of the driver licensing um, process for a car, um, and that starts with the learner license. So, um, who can apply for a learner's license? It's uh, pretty simple. You know, you have to be any, anyone who's 16 years of age can apply to, for a learner's license. Yep. And so you have to go in in person, don't you? You can't book by phone or email. Um, just to explain you, you, what, you, why you, that you is. You have to go in a person. Um, for, for VTNZ, uh, it's a walk-in service. Uh, yep. We publish the hours on our website on when we are available for driver licensing. So you just turn up um, and, and we slot you in for a booking at the time. Yeah, do you know what the wait times are sort of on average around the country? I suppose uh, it's dependent on... Uh, for, for wait times for the learner's licence, there, there isn't any. Just walk in. Um, right. We don't normally have a queue of people queuing up for for doing the learner's, the, the, the learner's licence, no. Oh, okay. So you can really just walk in and do it on the spot? You can, yep. Okay. Um, and so what else do they need to take when they when they go in for that for that booking or to, to actually do it, you know, because they will take a photo, a few other things, won't they? Yeah, I mean, um, you, ha- you have to take a, um, a, a few things and you have to take uh, evidence of identity um, for what you're going to be um you know, to, to prove that you are who you are. Yeah. Um, you, you, you have to obviously bring your um, your credit card or your, your um, FPOS card to, to pay for the, the, the test fee. Um, proof, of, proof of identity ranges. I mean, the, the best forms of identity are probably your passport, 
yeah. and um, and or if you've already got a photographic driver's license, um, a, a, a driver's license, uh, and and that is that's the same for overseas um, overseas uh, migrants who are applying for a license as well. Yeah. The best form of ID is probably their their license from from their from the home country uh, and their passport. Go online. There's multiple numbers of yeah. of, um, of um, evidence of identity that you can that you can use, and there's big tables. So it, it would take a month of Sundays to to talk yeah. through them now, but but it's pretty well laid out on the yeah. Waka Kotahi website. Yeah, I saw that on the Waka Kotahi website, and um, there is huge, there is massive tables about what is. But the one thing I want to say is, for former refugees, they have a certificate of identity, and I know that only lasts for two years. We've had clients come in here who want to get their licence, but that certificate of identity has expired because then they are not eligible for a New Zealand passport until five years or after they've got citizenship. So there's like a gap there where they've got no ID. Um, so would have, but that's an immigration issue. It's not really yours. But um, yeah, it, just for listeners, if they have an issue with that, like come and see us, and we'll we'll help you through that that situation of what what is valid ID. And, and um, I can I can take that up with the transport agency as, as well. Yeah. If, if you want, if you if you if you send me a quick email, then uh, then we okay. can we can cool. put that right if it, if, it, if it is a, a huge yeah. It come, come up a couple only once or twice, but you know it, it is an issue. Um, and the prison, it's ninety three ninety, isn't it for the fees? Is that right? Roughly, it's probably a bit. Eight, yeah, it is. It is. There's an application fee of forty eight twenty and a yeah. test fee of forty five seventy. So if you reset yeah. your test at the moment. Yeah. Um, you only pay the test fee again. Yeah. You only pay forty five seventy. But I, I, I guess the good news is, oh, with effect one October, there's no no uh, reset fees. Yeah, that's you good. You only yeah. pay for your first license, and then from then the the resets um, are provided free of charge. Yeah. Okay. So um, tell us about getting ready for the theory test. What helps available? like road code or apps, you know, what are the learning options? Well, I'd probably have to recommend uh, online. Online's probably your, your best bet there. Um, yep. The uh, transport agency, the drive website, absolutely yep. fantastic. Absolutely yep. fantastic website. It's got plenty of helpful videos. Uh, there's practice tests on there. I mean, some of the other agencies um, uh, offer practice tests as well, but if you go to the Waka Katahi website, the practice test actually use questions from the theory test. So yeah. you'll, you'll, you'll so you'll, you'll get a good look and feel for it. Yeah. Um, there's the online New Zealand road code. Yeah. Uh, you can go on, so you don't you don't have to buy a hard copy of the road code. You can go on and, and do it electronically. For those that, that that want to get a copy of the road code, you can you can actually buy a, a, a copy of the road code as well. Yeah. Um, Whatever you do, you do need to read through the road code, though. You, yeah. you would not be prepared for the theory test unless you've read through the road code and, and have a have a reasonable understanding of, of what it's yeah. about. And there are some apps, because I know when my kids did it, there are some apps that um, have, you know, are based on the road code, but then there's actually the official practice test, aren't they? You can buy... You can buy so many. Like, if you buy five, I think it costs twelve fifty. If you buy 20, it costs 20, but it's actually... A full test, isn't it? I, I, like you would get if you did it. Definitely, you definitely need to. You definitely need to uh, practice those tests. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not. It's a reasonably high pass rate for the for the theory test. Yeah. You know, it's in the eighties and nineties. Yeah. Um, uh, um, and uh, and so, but you know, practice, practice, practice. Yeah, exactly. Um, so on the theory test day. Good tip to arrive beforehand. If you miss your time and you have to, you'd have to pay anyway, wouldn't you? Um, 
And you do, but, but remember, we offer a walk-in service, so you, you can't miss your time because you, 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 you turn up when you turn oh, up. Right. And oh, that must be so, different because I think the AA, you do have to book, so you guys just have a walk-in one, so that's different. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I'm sorry, I, can't, I, I, I don't know about the AA one. But, yeah, so, yeah, I know. Yeah, so, so yeah. turn up, pay your money, sit your yeah. test. Yeah, just listeners just need to be aware of wherever they're going to do it just to make sure they check what the, what, what the rules are for that place, I guess. Yep. Um, and there's 35 questions, isn't it? And um, how many do you have to get correct? So you have to get 32. Yeah. 32 out of 35. Um, it's split up into two two areas. There's 25 questions are sort of general questions, um, more common questions, and 10 specialist questions around the type of vehicle that you've applied for. So if you're going to do a motorcycle, if you're going to do a motorcycle license, you'll get 10. 10 more specific questions yeah. around motorcycles. Uh, doing a car, you'll get 10 specific questions around car and then 25 general questions around okay. uh, around the road code. Yeah, cool. And so does it have to be done on the computer? What about if people have digital literacy issues? Can they do a hard Yeah, unfor unfortunately, it, it does need to be done on a computer because um, the, the theory test is randomly generated from a yeah. test bank. And okay, so that, the, the yeah. test that you sit will be different than any other person's true. test. True, true. So, can they have a support person with them, like a reader-writer type scenario? Yeah, definitely. Because again, do yeah, you guys yeah. provide so, that? Um, and they, and it, they don't have to be a specialist person either. They they can they can just be someone that can that, that can help you um, understand the tests. I mean, the, yeah. the tests are also translated in eight different languages. Um, so you can set your theory test in, 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 in up to eight different languages. Um, right. You can have an interpreter from the interpretation service, but that person can be a family member or a friend or a, or a, or a close associate. This is going to help you understand the test questions. Yeah. So the interpreter can be anyone, or, or if yeah. you said if you can get one from the interpreter service, do they have to organise that themselves? Yeah, they do. So, so the, yeah. the, 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 the getting someone who's an interpreter would be on the, on the applicant, yeah. Yep, cool. Um, and as you're going through, can you miss a question and then go back to it? If you just yes. a bit, yeah. Yeah, sure can, yep. 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 And what's the time limit for that test, those 35 questions? Um, we book them in 30-minute time slots, but yep. we just extend them by 10 minutes. At, oh, at cool. Time. You're fine. You're fine. Most people don't even take 20 minutes to do the test. Um, yep. but, but, yeah, it's, it's a book 30-minute time slot. Um, in most of our stations, you there's more than one, there's more than one test tablet to, to do it on and so multiple yeah. people can test at the same time so there's not really any time pressure uh, on the on the applicant to set the theory yeah. test nice okay so what happens if you pass then that theory test that on that day do you get your permanent learner's license card immediately now we give you a uh, what we call temporary license which is written out on a bit of paper and then within 10, 10 weeks after, because we've taken your photo, there's, there's a whole lot of things we do on the day. We take your photo, we get your evidence of identity, we test your eyes, and that, that all goes into creating the the, the file that we, that's then sent off to create what we call a, a PDL, um, is, is, your, is, your, is your hard copy driver's licence. Yeah. And that, that learner's one when it comes in the mail's blue, isn't it? It is, yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, and it, like you said earlier, if you fail, you've just got to do it again, basically, and pay the test fee, but not the application fee. Yeah, um, and you can do that. I mean, depending on how well you go, if you if you if you miss by one or two, you can you can do it again immediately. Uh, and, yeah. You know, but but you know what we would generally say to people is go away and bone up a little bit and then come back. But there's no reason why you couldn't sit the test right away. Yeah. 
Okay, so um, once you have that learner's license, then you can prepare for the practical driving test by <laughs> driving with the supervisor. Um, so, what are the rules? Yeah, here so, there's part? a supervisor condition yeah. on your on your um, on your license as a, as a learner driver. So, you must have someone who's had their had their full license for two years, and uh, and they you sit with them and you practice, practice, practice. So, so I, I think the the hours they recommend is about 120. Um, but the more you practice, the better you are prepared. And the, and the driving test really tests on your ability to drive a vehicle. So any practice you get is 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 is, is worthwhile doing. Yeah, and so also you got to display plates on the front. Yeah, of the learner, learner, learner plates in the front of the and the rear of the vehicle as well. Yeah. yeah. And what about carrying passengers? You can carry passengers on a learner's license because the supervisor is the one who's in, is in charge of the vehicle. So it's it's based around the supervisors, but you you can't because you can't drive a vehicle without a supervisor in it. But you're allowed to have other people there as well. Is that what you're saying? You can you can if, if, if there's a supervisor in the vehicle with you. Yes. Yeah, and alcohol limit zero. It is zero. Yep. Yep. Okay. Zero so, for under twenties, actually. Yeah, that's true. Um. That's really important, though, because we've had that situation too, migrants allowing someone to drive, their child to drive on the learners, and then they had a crash. So avoided insurance. Um, and also, you know, there's demerit points and fines, et cetera, isn't it, and penalties. There are, yeah. There's a, driving think. outside the conditions of your licence. That You yep. know, if you drive without a supervisor in the vehicle, you'd be driving outside the conditions of your licence, which, which is an infringement, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the second step of the three-stage process um, to a full-car licence is, you know, that's about building the practical driving skills to become a safe driver. Um, when can you sit your restricted licence? So you can sit your restricted licence after six months in driving on your learner's licence. So you'd be at least 16 and a half. You would, 16 and a half, yes. Yeah, and, yeah, and you have to have had it for six months. So, um, and like you said earlier, 120 hours would be what they would recommend that there's the minimum. Um, Ezra, just want to go over a couple of other things that, you know, just sure. briefly, like parallel park you got to do or a turn, a couple of those things. Yeah, I mean, the um, the restricted test is, is split up into two stages. You've got, a, you've got a stage one and a stage two. So sta stage one of the um, of the restricted test has uh, seven accessible tasks, and and that includes a parallel park. It includes uh, it may include a three point turn, um, and that's generally done in in, in low speed areas, so less than sixty k uh, for the the whole part of the test. And uh, and you're assessed, and at the end of stage one, you are then assessed whether you go on to stage two of the of the restricted test. You're allowed one critical error, and we'll go and we'll go through what a what what a critical error is later on. But um, you're allowed one critical error in stage one of the test. Yep. Again, in person requirements, same sort of things: eyesight tests, current driver's license, medical certificate. Yeah. Yes. Yep. yep. And pay the fee, which is I think is 134.80 for that one. It is 134.80. Yeah, for the restricted yep. test. Uh, again, again I, I would say that, that uh, on 1 October you only have to pay that fee once and mm -hmm. then subsequent resets of the test uh, are, are provided free of charge. Yeah. And again, the help is available would be that that Drive website, um, which is Drive. Yeah, I, I, I don't think you can underestimate the, 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 
the excellence of that drive website as well. Yeah. There's there's plenty of videos, and the videos break it down into tasks. You know, approaching a roundabout, doing a left turn, doing a right turn. So it's 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 not as good as 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 actually physically practicing driving with with a with a, a supervisor in your car on your learners. But but yeah. uh, it, it's the probably the next best thing. Yeah. And that's, sorry, just so the listeners could hear, that's www.drive.govt.nz. Yep, that's the one. Um, so what about the test routes? How are they decided? So test routes are, are basically taking taking the accessible tasks that we need to do for, for a test and, and then mapping them out onto, onto a, a specific test route. So for VTNZ, we have a driver testing tablet, an electronic testing tablet, where we load the test routes into the tablet. And what that does is it allows us to be really consistent in, in conducting a test. So, so each, each, um, each site has multiple test routes. So you'll have a restricted test route. You might have two or three at a, at a particular site. Um, they're all mapped out, and and they they contain the accessible tasks that we need to do for a for a driving test. Um, obviously, in some towns, the the roading is less complex than others, so there might be some substitute tasks in there. So so not all test routes are the same because they're dependent on the roading infrastructure in the area that you're doing a test in. What about the testing officer? Um, just tell us a little bit about that role because they're not going to be really having a conversation with you, are they? They're not, no. So the, so, so the idea is there's, is there's, and it can sometimes feel a bit cold to the applicant actually because the testing officer is there trying to be dispassionate, not trying to put you off by chatting with you because for some people they would love that, for other people they would hate that. So, so they sit there and it looks a little bit dispassionate. It's not meant to be. It's meant to ensure that they don't interfere with the concentration of the person taking the test because as you'll understand, it's some people are so nervous during the test and it takes them quite a while to, to calm down. So the testing officer is sitting there marking the test, uh, assessing the candidates, uh, um, how they've gone against each accessible task of the test, and then, and then recording that during the, during the test. So at the end, they have a complete picture of, of the candidate's driving ability. And again, tell us about taking an interpreter with you on that practical test. Is that something that can happen? So there's, there's two things here. You can take um, a support person to start with, so who's not an interpreter. So that's just someone that you feel might support you during the test. And it's really moral support. We don't we don't want the the the, um, the support person to talk or take photos or record something or talk with the testing officer. They're therefore sort of moral support, and that can be anyone over the age of twenty. Um, and they can just sit in the car. I mean, some kids, I know that when I set my test, the last thing I'd want is my mum in the back of the car, but some people do do want that support person in the car with them because it, it makes them feel better. So that's a support person. They don't have too many qualifications. They can be your mum. They can be your older brother or your older sister or, or a friend. The next thing is is an interpreter. So so yeah. you can take an interpreter on the test, and the interpreter on the test is, is there to help interpret the instructions that the driver testing officer gives to the candidate during the test. Yeah. Um, and so that the, as the test plays out, the, the testing officer will guide the applicant through the test route. So, you know, at the, at, the, at, the, at the next intersection, turn right at the giveaway sign, go straight ahead. So they'll give them clear directions on that, and the interpreter is there to, to interpret those instructions. To, um, those instructions. Um, again, you don't have to be specifically approved as an interpreter. Um, you have to be over 16 years of age, uh, and um, they. We don't encourage chatting. The, the interpreter is right. there to to interpret the signals. Um, 
the driver testing officer can refuse to take an interpreter, but under very limited circumstances. For example, they may be under the influence of drugs or alcohol. Yeah. Um, they, they, they may play up in the vehicle. They might be too noisy. They might interfere with the con con conduct of the test. Um, or there might not be any suitable seating in the vehicle. You know, we get people turn up in a little two-seater um, vehicle and, you know, there's got to be there's got to be somewhere for them to sit because they sit in the rear of the vehicle as well. It's got to be safe. Yeah, like yeah, it's got to be safe. Yeah, yeah, you're right. The rules. And, yeah. and we would record the the name and the details of the interpreter when yeah. we conduct the test. Yeah, cool. That's great to know that though. You know, for our listeners, that that is available. Um, so again, it's up to the applicant to organise the interpreter as well. And they have to pre-arrange that though. They'd have to tell them that they're going to bring a support person or an interpreter. Yeah, yeah, they do. They do. Yeah. We're just going to finish this session um, with with what about um, just tell us about the vehicle you're using for the test. You know, does it have to be your own? You know, fit for purpose. Um, and then next next month we'll carry on with a little bit more about the restricted test and go into the full license. But could we you just tell us a little bit now about that vehicle first? Like you know, it has sure, to be warrant. I mean Again, this isn't this isn't rocket scientist. If you if you if you if you make sure it's got a warrant of fitness, um, make sure it's clean and tidy. That you know that somewhere there, there's somewhere for the driver testing officer to sit in a clean seat next to you. That that, that if you are going to have a support person in the car, that there's 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 um there's stuff available. There's a seating available in the rear of the car. Make sure your lights are working. Make sure your indicators are working. Make sure your uh, your windscreen wipers are working. Test your indicators. Test test your lights. Make sure there's enough gas in the car so that when we hop in, there's no the gas light doesn't immediately light up. Because the last thing you want to do on the is have to be worried about whether you've got enough fuel to make it around the test route as well. So it's it's all it's all pretty it's common sense sort of sort of stuff. Um, we'll do a walk around the vehicle before we take off, just just to check all of those things and make sure the car's safe. Make sure you've got seat belts fitted, uh, and then the seat belts seat belts are of a of a um, you know of a, of a good standard. And, and yeah, but the the primary thing is make sure your car, if it needs a warrant of fitness, has got a warrant of fitness yeah. or a certificate yeah. of fitness if you're driving that sort of vehicle. And clean and tidy too, because you don't want yeah. the structure getting yeah. into a whole lot of mess. Yeah, you're right. You're, you're right. But it's it's not rocket science. It's we're not no. we're not going over your car with a fine tooth comb. We just need to make sure that yeah. it's that it's a, a safe car to operate on, yeah. on New Zealand roads. And, and therefore, it is really important to just arrive in plenty of time um, before it is, you because you, you might need to change a, a, a light, a, a, yeah, a bulb, right. or something like that. Sometimes, sometimes at VTNZ we can assist you with that. Other time, you'll you'll have to take it uh, take it somewhere and get it and get a bulb replaced. Yeah, but we'll, we'll help out where we can. Yeah. Okay, so um, we're going to carry on with this next month, the same topic, but um, just remember in the meantime to the listeners that um, Citizens Advice Bureau, we're here to help you know and understand your rights um, So and offer free confidential advice and information about anything for anyone. So if there's any questions about anything you've heard today, please um, get in touch directly 471-6166 or the nationwide free phone 0800-367-222. Also got a website, www.cab.org.nz. can follow us on Facebook, Cab Dunedin, or on Instagram, citizens.advice.dunedin. Thank you, Otago Access Radio and Domi, for hosting us today and our listeners for tuning in. Now, mihi kākoe Craig for joining us today and sharing with our listeners um, the, the beginning parts or the learner's licence and a little bit about the restricted and how that works. And we'll be back next month. Noho ora mai. Stay well. Matua.
This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.